Welcome in to the newest episode of the Hot Hangout Podcast. Glad to have you here joining us for this one. And we are super excited for today's episode. It is going to be a blast because it is our very first Jedi Knights of the Roundtable episode. We've got some fantastic guests here with us today. We're going to be talking some Disney Star Wars TV shows, uh, as has been the topic in some of our recent podcast episodes the past few weeks. We are super, super excited for this one. Uh, excited to introduce you to these guests here in a moment as well. Before we get into all of that, want to do remind you that if you are not yet subscribed to the Hot Hangout YouTube channel, definitely check us out on YouTube where you can catch the video version of every Hot Hangout podcast, as well as our reactions to all the current and new Star Wars TV shows. Additionally, you can reach us via email at hothangout at gmail.com with any questions you might have Star Wars related or otherwise. We'd love to take a look at those and display them here on the podcast and discuss them as well. Additionally, you can listen to the audio version of the Hot Hangout podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify and Apple. And if you are, leave a five-star review on each of those platforms. We would appreciate it so very much. Additionally, you can uh, check out the Hot Hangout channels on each of the socials, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, or X. X! <laughs> uh, Joey, was that right? what's... Yeah, that was right. That was right. Joey, what's going on, man? How's your day going? Are you excited for this episode as I am? Yeah, like I, this is the... Uh, this has been a long time coming. We've been waiting for uh, this day to come. We, you know, we've got some great Star Wars content creators with us here today to talk even more about some Star Wars TV shows, just as Ben, ben mentioned. We tend to like this uh, topic very, very much. So, yeah. So I am super excited to get going. And yeah, let's let's do this. I I am super excited as well. I am ready. Um, normally at this point in the podcast, we'd have some like news segments, but we have some wonderful guests to introduce to each of you. So at this point, we are going to go ahead and hop into these guest introductions. Uh, again, we have a wonderful panel of folks here with us today. Uh, wonderful members of the Star Wars community. Hey, Ezra's even got the fireworks going. Look at that. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, Lainey. Lainey Byers is a YouTube content creator. Uh, she's a Star Wars YouTuber who has shared many of her reactions to the recent Star Wars shows, a lot of which we'll be talking about in today's episode. Uh, Lainey also recently graduated from college with a degree in media communications. She loves Star Wars, and she wants to share that love through her videos and can't wait to create community with others who love Star Wars as well. Her favorite Star Wars characters are Anakin and Rex, and we want to wish her a huge congratulations as she is getting married next week. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. And she has taken some time out of her busy schedule to be with us here tonight. Uh, Lainey, how are you doing? Good to have you here. I'm doing fantastic. I'm just so glad that I have been able to come into this podcast with you guys. Like you guys said, I am getting married. Um, actually, I'm getting married Friday, you guys. Uh, it's this actually week. so soon. Yeah, it's this week. It's so soon. Um, so I'm just so glad that we were able to find the right time for us to be able to get together and do this because I wanted to be on this podcast with you guys so badly. So I really want to thank you for having me on this podcast. I am doing fantastic um uh, there's just so much going on right now but i'm so glad that i get to sit down and settle down for a second and talk about star wars with you guys because i haven't been able to do that for a while i've been planning a wedding for so long now um that i haven't been able to sit down and do a lot of content because i'm moving and everything so i'm glad that i get to sit down and talk star wars again because i haven't really been able to since ahsoka ended so i'm 
really excited for this. Awesome. Glad to have you here with us. And yeah, we'll definitely be talking about some Ahsoka today, I'm sure, as well. And uh, congratulations once again. That's like six days away. That's crazy. So soon. <laughs> um, our next wonderful duo here with us this evening is Kerwin and Keith, the hosts of the Father-Son Galaxy podcast. Uh, Kerwin and Keith are a father-son duo who took their Star Wars fandom a step further nearly three years ago now by launching a podcast series and a YouTube channel to share with the larger Star Wars community. What they enjoy most about their experience is meeting people from all over the world who are as enthralled by nearly by the nearly 50-year-old space saga as they are. Irwin's favorite Star Wars character is Darth Vader, and Keith's favorite Star Wars character is Ahsoka. Their podcast and channel are family-friendly, allowing generations to come together, share ideas, and have fun. And for those of you watching the video version of the podcast, you can check out Keith's awesome helmet he's currently rocking. Uh, Kerwin and Keith, it's good to have you here with us as well. How's it going? Oh, thank you. This is wonderful. I really enjoy being on these platforms, and thank you for the introduction. I I, I just can't wait to talk about Star Wars. Every time, it doesn't matter what subject of Star Wars we're talking about, I have a big smile on my face. Uh -huh. and I'm also very excited that I introduced my son to Star Wars, and he loves it just as much as I do. Yeah, we were chatting yeah. before the podcast, and you said, Keith, you started watching Star Wars when you were four years old. Your dad introduced you to it. Is that right? That is correct. And dad was at Barnes and Noble and he saw the golden books and he asked my mom and she's like, you know, the the worst he could do is not like them. So dad gave me the golden books. I read them. That was back in what, twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen, right. Force Awakens had just came out. Right. I still have the original copies of all those books and the Force Awakens. I am going to treasure those and put them in a museum when we get famous. Um there you go. <laughs> Love it. Well, it's a pleasure to have uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure to have the both of you here with us. And uh, I think it might be fair to say that that you do love Star Wars now. Is that right, Keith? <laughs> it's very true. Okay. Yeah. Well, awesome. Glad to have the both of you here with us this evening. Uh, our final guest this evening is someone who Joey and I have actually collaborated with before, uh, Ezra from Star Wars Hangout and Extended Edition. Uh, Joy and I had the pleasure of being guests on Star Wars Hangout a couple months ago. Uh, so welcome, Ezra, to the Hoth Hangout podcast. Again, Ezra's podcast is the Star Wars Hangout podcast. Uh, Ezra is a dedicated Star Wars fan as well as a huge Harry Potter fan and a Lord of the Rings fan, too. On his extended edition channel, he hosts sub-shows about Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings. On his Star Wars Hangout channel, he posts daily shorts, weekly videos, and plenty of live stream Star Wars gaming. His favorite Star Wars character is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and his favorite movie is Return of the Jedi. I think that's something we talked about during uh, during your podcast when we came on there, Ezra. Yeah. And uh, if you have any Star Wars theories or thoughts that you'd like to share, he'd love to hear them. Uh, welcome in, Ezra. How's it going? Hey, th th thank you guys so much. This is really cool, and it's cool that I get to you know be a part of your guys' sort of you know first sort of big collaboration where you're bringing in other Star Wars fans and get to see Lainey and Kerwin and. Keith, it's good to meet you guys. This is gonna be this is gonna be a blast. I'm I'm actually I'm actually pumped. I had to really think about these uh, these ratings, and I, I definitely checked out your last episode, and I've got a few notes <laughs> on uh, on your all's ratings as well here. So we'll discuss. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Don't don't critique Joey and I's rankings and ratings too much. <laughs> um, for anyone that didn't listen to last week's episode, Joey and I ranked from one to five our favorite Star Wars live-action TV shows. Uh, and so 
a uh, bit of a spoiler for that episode, Joey and I actually had the exact same order of shows. Uh, as we've evidenced, we're slowly becoming more and more the same person as we do more and more episodes together. Um, if you can give me some of your hair, I would really appreciate it, though. <laughs> hey, I, I, I've only got a few years left with it, Joey, so I don't know. Hey, share it, okay? Just, just give me a little bit. <laughs> Um, so Joey and I thought it'd be fun to take the opportunity with all of our wonderful guests and sort of, uh, do similarly to what we did last week, have them rank their favorite Star Wars live action TV shows from one to five. Uh, and so these rankings were accumulated from each of our wonderful guests this evening. And, uh, to begin, we're, I think we're going to hop right into it. I think we've got mm -hmm. Irwin and Keith up first. Uh, and so they're going to give us their live action shows from five to one and then the rest of us can kind of you know chime in and, and add anything perhaps as we go but uh kerwin and keith the floor is yours have have at it Ooh. all right can i can i can i use the discord soundboard can i play uh, the air horn during your turn you are more than welcome to use the soundboard <laughs> all right that, that was a joke though all right no, okay no, let's get in. Oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> all right our ranking of the five live action series starting with number five the book of boba fett mm. all right the number four is obi-wan kenobi mm. number three ahsoka live action ahsoka number three number two would be andor mm. And our number one favorite live action series is The Mandalorian. Very nice. Wow. Nice. Great list. Yeah, I count. What I guess was the animated series? So, what, what was your process for coming up with your list? Were there any disagreements between the two of you as you were uh, coming up with the one through five? Meh. Well, I. You know, so right, we were collaborating on 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 this list, and I would have changed four and five. You know, if I was the one mm. who was, you know, if it was just my choices of 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 the list, I would put Obi Wan in fifth place and Boba Fett for number four. Um, Obi Wan was was a very good show, but uh, I, I thought it it, it might have went in a different direction that fans weren't expecting. You know, I, I thought the uh, the trailer that they show gave us something that we didn't really see. You know, we saw in the trailer Ben Kenobi watching Luke Skywalker as a young boy, but there wasn't really much of Luke Skywalker in the series. I mean, it was at the beginning yeah. and the end. I mean, right. dude, Obi-Wan just showed up at the end and said, it was there. And then roll credits. Right. Also, <laughs> yeah. um, to be honest, remember episode four and how they escaped the... Um, the Imperial facility. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you know how Obi Wan managed to sneak Leia out of the hangar. <laughs> she was under his coat. Yes, remember and that. Just yeah. to make sure that everybody in the hangar understood where Leia right. was, she poked her head out of the coat to say hello <laughs> to all the Imperials <laughs> who were walking by, and no one noticed. Yeah. So that was one of the things <laughs> that big. Up and four feet coming out of one coat, yeah. and nobody was surprised or shocked that this one dude is hunched over with with two pairs of feet. <laughs> yeah. and they're but, different sizes too. 
Yeah, so yeah, four and five it would have interchanged, but we agreed on the top three. All right, all right. So, so Kerwin, you said uh, because you may have had Obi Wan at number five, was does anything that went into that uh, that way of thinking or or that decision? Did you feel that Obi Wan, your Obi Wan from watching the originals, did you feel walking away from the uh, Disney Plus show that that character had somehow changed? perhaps positively or negatively for you after watching uh, the Obi-Wan show? No, actually, no. I I enjoyed, I, I think the best part of the series was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I was a little hesitant at the beginning where, you know, he was a kind of fearful or afraid to actually reveal himself as a Jedi. And, you know, I, I remember at the beginning of the series where you witness another person was force sensitive you know we you know the story of the 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 inquisitors going out looking for source sense force sensitive people um there they found one obi-wan had the chance to actually save this person but he decided not to because he didn't want to reveal himself he said bye-bye as a jedi You're and i thought that was not something that that obi-wan would have done but as far as the rest of the series, I thought Ewan McGregor was just fantastic. You know, he is now Obi-Wan Kenobi in my book. So there's really nothing that he can do wrong. Uh, so there's no change to the character, nothing to do with the character at all. I think maybe the, the, the storyline and maybe the, the, the supporting characters around him might have, could have been a little bit stronger. Uh, so that was the reason for why I would put Obi-Wan as in last place. While we're on Obi-Wan, I'd just like to point out some silly antics in the show. More. Go for it. Yeah. There's like two of them, and they're all around Bale. Mm -hmm. So when Leia got captured, Bale would have had absolutely no idea who captured her. For all they know, it could be some pirates from some faraway planet looking to hold the princess for ransom to get rich quick. So... He decided to risk his job as an Imperial Senator to reach out to a Jedi, which would make him a Jedi sympathizer to help him find his daughter when he could have had the full might of the Imperial Guard with him. So he's literally risking his political power to go talk to Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan didn't even want to help in the first place. And then, secondly, in episode 5, Bale left a message for Obi-Wan, and he said, Hey, I know we said no contact, but I haven't heard from you. That's a good point. And more importantly, he was, he was so concerned that Obi-Wan had been captured by Darth Vader that he name-drops Owen, the boy, and Tatooine, which Reva manages to pick up and trace to the same suspicious Owen that she met on Tatooine. Because there really is yeah. only one Owen yeah. on that planet. There, there are quite a few plot holes in the storyline. That, that would be one of them. That's a great example. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm currently emailing Disney to submit Keith's resume to look over the scripts of their shows because yeah, he's, right. he's found some holes in there. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't no, mind. I, Honestly, I can read over all the scripts for continuity. I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, there's a job for that. And again, I, I'm early. I, I would trust you with it, Keith. I, I would fully trust you with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I, I oh, like your list you. a lot. <laughs> I do uh, have one question about the e list. So yeah. I know Keith's Keith's favorite um, character in all Star Wars, Ahsoka, but I see it's number three on the list. 
did they not uh, do Ahsoka uh, correctly in your eyes? Or, I mean, I, I mean, it's, of course, it's, it's against all the other TV shows, but I, you know, I would have assumed that uh, Ahsoka would have been number one. I'd like to elaborate on that point. Sure. Um, another little silly inconsistency. So after Ahsoka lost her fight with Balin, she plummeted into the ocean, which means there's a few options for what happened. Either she got knocked out from the force of hitting the water, and she's just been sitting underwater for hours, which doesn't make sense because she shouldn't be able to breathe underwater. There was a whole Clone Wars arc that depicted her with a uh, breathing tube and a whole oxygen pack underwater to breathe, <laughs> so she shouldn't be able to do that. Secondly, is that Anakin was in the world between worlds and physically scooped Ahsoka out of the real world and into the world between worlds, but that doesn't make sense because he's acting like Ahsoka's going to actually die if she doesn't if she doesn't get her act together and get ready to go fight Balin. And th or thirdly, she's in some sort of otherworldly experience, like a near death experience, which would also mean. That she's been sitting underwater for hours. But she had to have been giving off some sort of light signal. Because Jason sensed her and then choppers started picking her up on scanners. But the fact that all the X-Wing pilots were flying over the ocean. Trying to look for her and they couldn't find her. Meant that it had to take more than a few hours. So mm. I'm not sure how to breathe. But 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 that's not. I, I don't know if that's that's how that works. It's a good point. Okay. That's, that's not because that's not why I bumped the show down. It's just that <laughs> Andor was an absolute storytelling, and the Mandalorian mm -hmm. is the Mandalorian. He is so good that he can conquer the Book of Boba Fett. So much so that the main character of the Book of Boba Fett is not in all of the episodes of the TV show of his namesake. <laughs> He's in six out of the seven episodes of his own show. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Well, this is such a great list, and uh, I think before we move on to uh, Ezra and Laney's list, did either Ezra or Laney, did either of you have any uh, thoughts on the list or questions for Kerwin and Keith? Honestly, it's so fair. Like, it's so fair. After you, after Keith explains everything, I'm like, yeah, I mean, he's right. <laughs> so, like, you guys' reasoning for everything completely makes sense. I feel like these five shows... There, there are shows like, you know, number one and number five that are kind of like, yeah, absolutely. Like they're givens. But the other three can be so interchangeable for so many people, you know, and for so many different reasons. So I like that you guys are elaborating on your reasons because I'm like, yeah, that's a good point, And that's a good point, you know. So I honestly think it's a great list. It's a great list. Yeah, I, I also enjoy your guys' list too. It, I mine is absolutely totally different though, so I kind of can't wait. <laughs> like, I I I want to I want to note that it's it's just my favorite. You know, it's not like because actually Keith points out like there's a lot of inconsistencies and there's some things that you know maybe need to be looked at a second time or whatever that we pick through. But uh, yeah, I I because uh, my my list I think is coming up next, and I it was um, totally different. I think you guys are gonna be a little shocked by it. So. All right, little little teaser there for the little next teaser, list. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Kerwin and Keith, thanks for thanks for sharing your list with us. Some some great picks here, and no uh, looking forward to to hearing from Ezra and Lanny on their list as well. So, um, Ezra, I think we're I think we're all set for you. Are you, are you good to give us your five? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's. Uh, I'll just kind of do the same thing the the guys did there. We'll just go right through them. So at number five, I got uh, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And at uh, which I love that you guys said like our number five. I don't think is going to be a surprise for <laughs> for anybody. I hope. I mean, this lady comes out and it's got it number one. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no thanks. At, at, no thanks. At uh, number four, I've got Andor. Oh boy. Uh, at number three, I've got the Mandalorian. Ooh. Number two, I've got Ahsoka, and number one, I've got Kenobi. Wow! So, wow! <laughs> that is very different from Kerwin and Keith. That is. I, 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 I can see Keith over there losing his mind. Like, what is this guy <laughs> talking about right now? Um. So, okay, I, Keith. Just so you know, if you remember, I, I at the beginning of the show, my favorite, my favorite character, Obi Wan Kenobi. I love him, and. Uh, I, I think the best point, you know, because Kurt was also mentioning like some of the things that were kind of I was a little disappointed, I think, sometimes about how Kenobi started off. And then I, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, he wouldn't do that. Like, what's why wouldn't he go out there and help this other Jedi? This, this is not the Obi-Wan I remember. And I, that's kind of the point or whatever. But I just could not get over that summer when it came out. The the uh, t- just like the flashbacks uh, scenes and some of the fights between him and vader it just went so it was such a high that i was like wow this is it, it was almost as high as when like i mean like luke skywalker came back or something you know like one of those moments when that happened in mandalorian and i was like it just felt really cool and i think that's probably why i it just went straight to number one is i'm a little biased kind of my my favorite guy there and uh, i thought there were really really big highs but there were some lows so I just sort of ignored the lows, you know, and I, I just focused on the highs. Um, and then for the rest of it, you know, Andor, I actually love, I think Lainey said something important, like one through four for me are like all pretty, I can be kind of swayed one way or another, you know, I can, I, I, I like all of them. Um, I really like, I kind of debated, I think because Ahsoka recently came out and it's the most recent thing that I've, that I've seen that I'm like, I really, really, really like that show. And I like the direction it's headed. Also, my name is Ezra. Ezra Bridger was there. I mean, come on. It's like that that was pretty that was pretty cool. I could not believe they put my name in Star Wars. I was just blown away they did. <laughs> um anyway, and so yeah, that was that's why I kind of have that at number two. Love the love, love Ahsoka. Balin and Shin were absolutely, I think, I think they kind of took everybody in the in the Star Wars fandom by storm. It's just uh such a just a great duo and I, I really enjoyed that mandalorian actually kind of went down only because of season three a little bit you know like just some of the things that were kind of happened there um i'm not really sure i know it's all kind of tying together but there's such highs in season one and season two that you know obviously it's it's still up there and i'm even wearing a rogue one uh cassie and andor like jacket i don't know if you can see the patch there or not nice but I got this from Celebration a few years back, and so I love uh, Rogue One. I love I love Cassian, and I, I love Andor. So that was kind of hard for me to to pick between these these. You know, n- number five is number five, and then my one through four are like I can be swayed a little bit, but uh, I'm, I'm also very biased in, in my guy Obi Wan. So I don't know. There you go. Nice. Makes sense. I mean, you're gonna have to give me that jacket until uh, Andor moves a little higher, though. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, it was that show was so good. It's so different. It's so well written, and it's like visually stunning. It's it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like. I love the prison breakout scene. That was really cool, and I'm really excited for the next season on it. I think it was just. 
yeah, maybe this is, I don't know if you guys agree with or, or this or not, but like the lightsabers, the force, all that kind of stuff is what I really fell in love with for Star Wars. And then Andor doesn't have as much of that, but then it's also like, that's real and it felt really authentic. And so I don't know. I know everybody loves it. So I bet you somebody has, well, I'm, I'm going to have to go check out your guys' list. I'm trying to remember what you guys had at number one, but, but like, I feel like some people have Andor. I know, I know Keith and those guys had them a lot, a lot higher, but man, I don't know. I just, uh, they, uh, they had Andor yeah. at number two on their list. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. It's a, it's a good show. I I just don't know. It didn't have those huge highs like 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 Mandalorian. And I felt like personally Obi Wan had you know a lot of those big epic lightsaber battles between Darth Vader and and, and Obi. Um, and then Andor it just felt like a slow build in intense build though. Every episode just kept like building, building, building. You know. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I think, what? I think, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Kerwin. What, what I could say about Andor is um, it went beyond my expectations, which is why we put it higher. Um, but you're right, Ezra, it doesn't have the, the lightsaber battles. There's no Jedi. You know, it may not have been as exciting as other of uh, the Star Wars series, but it was a political thriller. And I, I like that aspect of it because Star Wars, a part of Star Wars is politics. And and I enjoy yeah. the, the 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 politics and the government and the you know the shady uh, dealings going behind the scenes. You don't know who to trust, and then you got this big heist that are taking place with the empire, and they're sticking it to the empire, and you know they get away. Most of them get away. Um, but what most importantly about Andor is I, I mentioned about the supporting characters in Obi Wan, where I felt Ewan McGregor was not supported by the rest of the characters. I didn't think there's anyone that really stood out, but if you compare that to Andor, you could give any actor in that series an Emmy nomination and it would be well-deserved. I mean, just Stellan Starsgard, you know, for starters, just knocked it out of the park. And I've never seen that type of dramatic acting in a Star Wars series before, and that what really brought it up to number two for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On that point, I would just like to say... How dare you place the Mandalorian in third place? <laughs> I knew, I knew it. I think that's the first place. I knew it. I knew, I knew, I knew I was gonna get something from Keith on that. I, I know it's like later, <laughs> later on. So, some of the questions are like some of my highs, you know, are some of the uh, some of the follow up questions you guys might have here. I, there's so many cool things about the Mandalorian in season one and two that I think it was just season three. I, I don't know. It's it's something about it just kind of tanked it a little bit for me, and then. Um, yeah, I, I deserve that, Keith. Honestly, I feel like that's gonna once this gets posted too, I feel like you might not be the only one who has things to say about my placement of Mandalorian at three. But but um Kerwin, I want to say too, like the you know, with, with Andor, you're right. I mean, it's like it all the supporting cast, like I was thinking of Bix, you know, and uh just how like the sort of what was it, the interrogation scene, you know, all that stuff that was going down. That was some top-notch just acting across the board from everybody. So Technically, that is, it's just one of the best, it's just a high caliber show. I mean, it's got everything. It seems like it's got a high budget, good acting, good production, good soundtrack. And yeah, across the board, it was it was probably one of the best show. It, honestly, probably, if, I don't even know if you're, if, if we're not going favorites, because I felt like I kind of put a lot of favoritism into my, into my list. And I said, just like, what was the best show? Just giving it a review, I think Andor would at least be number two or, or yeah if not one. So I, I, I do agree with you because great points. That's totally fair too. On Joey and I's list that I did, 
I prefaced my picking Ahsoka number one by saying it's probably not the best show, but it's my favorite show. And so I can respect you putting Obi-Wan at one because I think the way that you love Obi-Wan is also the way that I love Ahsoka. And so I yeah. think we, you know, that's the great thing that Joy and I also always talk about in most of our episodes is that like everyone's experience of Star Wars is a little bit different. You know, everyone has the things that they love and everyone has the certain shows they're like not as high on. And so um, I think that's part of the fun of having you guys on and doing this episode is we get to sort of see different aspects and different visions of what people uh, enjoy in their own, you know, Star Wars preferences. So yeah. uh, Lainey, did you have any thoughts on the list before we move on to your own list? Um, It's no, no, not really. I like your list and I completely understand because, and I like that you have Obi-Wan at number one because so many people track, I, I feel like so many people were really unfair with that show in a lot of different ways. And I, I understand that show has its low moments. It has its issues 100%. But I'm really glad that there are people that are like, yeah, that is my favorite live action series, you know, that they've put out because it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that's the whole point, you know, is that we get more Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I love that. Um, I also really enjoyed that show. So I, I think that your ranking is 100% great. Mine is different, <laughs> but I think that it is great. So I'm kind of excited to talk about it. Nice. Another another teaser there. Ezra, real quick before we move on to Lainey's list, I wanted to yeah. ask you, because you briefly mentioned um, Balin and Shin, just real briefly, what are your thoughts on those two characters moving forward into season two? Yeah, wow. I, I, I love that. I think Dave Filoni came out and posted something the other day where he said um, he, loved that, he loved the conversation that was going on in the community about Balin and that essentially that character i think kind of it's just been it's it's been wild like he, he is he a good guy is he a bad guy um and the ray kind of played it that way right and i just i'm it's so i just it's, it's so sad because i'm like it's such a such a great duo and i know they were kind of split up there at the end but then moving forward i just think shin is awesome and i'm like hoping but like she seems conflicted and i'm hoping she kind of comes back to the light if she ever was i don't really know what's going to go on there all the promo stuff that star wars is doing by the way too with um mm -hmm. uh, with with the actresses is, is amazing too having them show up there at, at lucasfilm and things is really cool but yeah the, those two characters are so intriguing and i kind of think that's like the future of star wars right i mean it's like where are we going with the ahsoka series and and what's with all the mortis you know god stuff going on there we're in another galaxy like i just think it takes star wars in this whole crazy direction that we it's it's the first time since the sequels where we're kind of like we don't really know where that's gonna go we know where the sequels are and we know that this is sort of in between there but there's this whole gap that you feel like they could do so much with and i i don't know uh where it's where it's going i've, I've got theories and and thoughts which i do kind of break down on my channel about it but i i'm highly intrigued by by that duo for sure yeah, yeah, me too. It's a fun time to be a Star Wars fan when we're uh, venturing outside the the galaxy we've always known. Even so, uh, looking forward to season two. Hopefully, coming sometime sooner than later. But yeah, yeah. Um, well, thanks for sharing your list with us, Ezra. And yeah, and uh, Lainey, we got a little teaser of your list saying it's a little bit different than Ezra's. Uh, are you good to share with us your rankings five through one? I'm one hundred percent ready, and I'm excited. So. Just before we get started, you guys, obviously this is completely biased. This is this is <laughs> all just my personal opinions, and I'm going to give you a lot of my opinions on these, but it, in no way 
is what you guys have to feel. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, okay. So at number five, I also have Book of Boba Fett. And number four, I have Andor. Number three, I have Obi-Wan Kenobi. Number two, I have Ahsoka. And number one, I had The Mandalorian. So I, yeah, and you're welcome, Keith. Yeah, that's right. I got you. (laughs) I got you, Keith. I know. (laughs) Number one. Um, So I definitely want to talk about my reasoning for these a lot, but I'm just going to try to narrow it down a little bit and keep myself down. But number five, I mean, Book of Boba Fett, what... What a dumpster fire <laughs> up until like <laughs> it, it was just so so poorly written. What an injustice when we get Samora Morrison to come back as a character that so many people found so mysterious and to just give him nothing to work with as far as the story. Um, I just wish that he had gotten so much more out of that series. He had some great moments. I mean, I loved his moments with the Tuscan Raiders and everything, but just to give him this whole drive to be the daimyo of of Mos Espa is so weird to me because why why would he want that I don't know and we never really understood why he wants that but uh and then we get to the episodes where book of not book of Buffett but we get to the episodes where Buffett's not even in them and they're the best episodes of the series so <laughs> you know Dave Filoni shows up and starts starts working on these episodes and then it becomes the some of the best things that I've seen in Star Wars television. I think that the From the Desert Comes a Stranger episode is one of my favorite episodes in all of Star Wars. Oh my goodness. I love that episode. And I go back to that show just to watch those episodes, those last few episodes with the Mandalorian. But it's just so sad though, because you know Boba Fett's not even in it. So <laughs> that's why it's at number five. Um and number four and or I'm so sorry, you guys. I have never been so bored in my life. Never been so <laughs> bored in my life have I have I been watching a Star Wars series. And I it's not because I don't get it, because I say that to people and they're like, I just don't get it. And I'm like, I do get it. I do get it. It is it's so cool that we get to get into that part of the Senate and everything. And I was very excited about that show because I wanted to have more of what was going on in the Imperial Senate at that time. And I feel like we didn't get a lot of that. And that's the part that I was most excited about. Um, my favorite part of that show is Mon Mothma. I loved getting that inside look of Mon Mothma because she becomes like the figurehead of the rebellion, you know, moving on. And, you know, as we see in Ahsoka, she becomes literally the the new chancellor. And I feel like we didn't get a lot of Mon Mothma and we don't really get a resolve to her, to anything that happened in that first season at all. Obviously, we're getting a season two, but, you know, you got to have a little bit of a resolve when you're going through, you know, season by season of something. But I, you guys, I don't have a strong connection to Cassie and Andor at all. I like to have a reason to like characters, and I I wanted to like this show so badly, but Cassie and Andor is not the most likable character. I mean, we don't get a lot of emotion from him. We we get backstory, but then we didn't really get into his backstory anymore after that first episode. And I just feel like I was missing out on a lot of things like that. Um, I was doing reactions to that show. And I think after the fourth or fifth episode, I had to call it. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to call it. I couldn't edit through 45 minutes of a show and I had nothing to say about it throughout it, you know. 
And I really do want to go back and watch that series again and give it another chance. I have not rewatched it. I watched it all through one time and I have not gone back and rewatched it. I feel like that's unfair on my part. I need to give it another chance, but Andor is not it for me. Oh my gosh, it's so well done though. Visually, it's so well done, but it is not it for me and I feel very bad about it. But moving on, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, if Hayden Christensen was not Darth Vader in this show, I feel like it would have felt so completely different for me. It would have been so different because I was so, every time he was on screen as Darth Vader, I was so focused. I was locked in. He really drew me back in. You know how Keith and Kerwin were saying, there are some moments in that show where you're kind of like, what the heck is going on right now, you know? And we, we pick up on these plot holes and stuff. But when Hayden Christensen walks on screen as Darth Vader, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is what I want to see. This is it. Um, and Ewan McGregor did so fantastic with that series, so fantastic. But I, I don't think that that show was written the way that it was supposed to be. I think Kerwin mentioned it, and I really like that you said this, Kerwin, um, that the, the trailer gave us something completely different than what the show actually gave us. And I remember thinking when I was watching the trailer that I was excited to see what Obi-Wan was doing on Tatooine this whole time. You know, how was, were there any threats that he was fending off from Luke? And then to go into it and find out that it was Leia that he was protecting this whole time. I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. But then, but then I was like, but how does that make any sense from the conversation we see in the beginning of A New Hope? And she's talking to Obi-Wan like she's never met him before. And I get it that you're supposed to just be like, well, she has to pretend like they've never met before. I get it. But there, there were a lot of things that I was not happy with with that show. But I had such a good time watching that show. And I, I still rewatch it. And I, I still really enjoyed it. I mean, having Ewan and Hayden on screen again together, fantastic. One of the highlights of anything I've ever watched. So I still do really enjoy that show. There are just issues. You know, there are issues. As there are with all of them, you know, they all have their moments. But at number two, I have Ahsoka because every single actor on that show blew me away, blew me away. And I am a Rebels, die hard Rebels girl. I love Rebels so much. It is so underappreciated. And I think people are coming back into it a little bit more now, but I love Rebels. I cannot believe how well they were able to cast Ezra. Iman Islandi is fantastic as Ezra. And there is nothing better than having Clone Wars flashbacks in live action. <laughs> nothing better than that. Um, oh my gosh, Hayden Christensen and Rosario Dawson were fantastic. I know a lot of people were a little bit confused as to why. I think the main thing that I was hearing during that show is people did not like how Ahsoka was acting in the first few episodes. And for me, when I watched season seven of The Clone Wars and Ahsoka came back and we got to see her again, and she had become this reserved and very serious character when we got into season seven of The Clone Wars. She was not the same anymore after she left the Order. And that carried, that carried into Rebels. She was still very, you know, she was so, I don't even know the word, she was pretty stiff. She was a stiff Jedi. She became just like, you know, how stiff the, the Council was in the prequels, but... And I think that carried over into Ahsoka. So I think it was very, it, it, it followed her character throughout Rebels and then into Ahsoka, the live action series. And then when we got her, her, the climax of her character and she got to get to that point where Anakin kind of snapped her out of it and was like, this isn't you. You got to figure out who you want to be. 
And then she came back and it was a night and day difference. Visually is a night and day difference. You know, her clothing changed, her demeanor changed. And then we got to see a whole different side of Ahsoka. And I thought it was fantastic. So fantastic. Dave Filoni did that so well. Um, I could talk about it all day long. But number one, I have The Mandalorian, the first two seasons. I put in a little like parentheses in the notes. <laughs> I put like a little parentheses in the notes that I gave you guys that <laughs> it's not season three that I'm putting at number one. If I were to put season three anywhere at this list, it'd probably be below Book of Boba Fett. I've Ooh. never, Ooh. never been so, <laughs> oh, so upset with where they have taken one of my favorite characters ever. I mean, you guys, it because and the, the reason I say that is because those episodes of The Mandalorian in Book of Boba Fett were better than season three. Of, of the Mandalorian, in my opinion. This is obviously my opinion. Um, season three killed me. It killed me to see that they were like, well, you know, Mando's still the main character, but this is Bo-Katan right now. This is Bo-Katan. And I was like, I, okay. <laughs> and when we were, I, I think there was one moment in press where they were asking some people in the Mandalorian, like, so the Mandalorian is, is Din Djarin, right? And they're like, well, the Mandalorian could be many, many it could be Bo-Katan. I was like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I, I don't know. I love Din Djarin, one of my favorite characters. Um, season one and two are fantastic. I've never been so excited to, you know, weekly get to that Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day it was, to see another episode so much. There are so many highs. He's like the coolest character <laughs> ever, you know? He's so cool. His fight scenes are fantastic. Um, the guys that are in the suit most of the time in season one and two, oh my gosh, I, I give it all to them. You know, they they really brought that posture and demeanor to Mando. I mean, Pedro Pascal does great with the voice, but those guys are so important that are in that suit because they 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 were everything. So I and the the writing was fantastic. I feel like in season three there is such a disconnect from what there was in season one and two. It felt so different. The writing was different, the pacing was different. It was it was a lot. But yeah, that's my top five. I don't want to ramble on forever, you guys. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing the list with us. Uh, Joe, Joey, I think, had a had a question that he was going to pose as well after hearing yeah. some of your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I gave I gave uh, Ezra a little bit of a, a razz for this, too. But, you know, for Andor, um, <laughs> the, the <clears throat> no, no, you know, yeah. Uh, this oh, is everyone's opinion, of course, and you know, we, you know, we we do in, enjoy everyone's discussion about it. But um, <clears throat> was it for? Because I think Ezra mentioned it a little bit. Also, was it the lack of the any the usual force or lightsaber battles or anything like that that was anything about, or was uh... it truly, you know, yeah? So just uh, you know, because um, I know Ezra kind of mentioned that as well, and because uh, you know something like. I think about like Rogue One. Rogue One's one of my favorite sh- uh, movies mm-hmm. in in the, in the Star Wars universe. You know where where does Rogue One kind of fit in your in your list? And I don't know mm-hmm. if that has any correlation to it, but no, I'd love to hear a little bit more. Although you you said you said a, a good amount, but a little bit more about yeah. what what made no, it not not no not exciting at all for you. No problem. Yeah. So I and I this is another thing that a lot of people talked about when Andor was out, and some people didn't like it, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, you just are missing lightsabers." Blah blah blah. And I, that's not what I think you're saying, Joey. That's right. not what I think you guys. I'm not. Are saying. I'm, I'm not saying that, but I'm, I'm saying Ezra said it, um, and then I'm asking. And you. I sat back and I was I like, yep. <laughs> I sat back because when people were saying that, and I was like. Is that why? But then, you guys, I love the Bad Batch. 
freaking love that show. Love it. There's, you know, I mean, in season two, my heart. <laughs> in season two, there, there are some, there are some lightsaber and force references and stuff like that. But I, I could watch the clones all day long and not have the force or Jedi or lightsabers mentioned at all. You know, so there are sides of Star Wars that I love, love, love that don't need that in it. And I, Rogue One was really cool. It was really, really cool. And I, it was such a cool take. It was something so different that we'd never seen before. It was a specific story that needed to be told. And it added so much to the original trilogy. It added a lot to A New Hope. And it's not one of my favorites. It's, I don't know why. It's just not one of my favorites. And it's not because it's a bad movie. And it's not because I don't like it. It's just that I don't connect with those characters. I think that's what it is. I think I need yeah. to love the characters that I'm watching. And I love being introduced to new characters, but I, I'm just not, I just don't feel as strongly about those characters, you know? And yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all. <laughs> um, I had a quick question for you as well, Lainey. Mm -hmm. um, so that mine is more in relation to Ahsoka, actually. Um, you mentioned you're like a pretty big uh, diehard fan of Rebels. Um, mm -hmm. Can you describe the experience of seeing those Rebels characters in live action for the first time for you? and then? Perhaps secondarily, if you had to pick one character, you mentioned Ezra, and I, maybe that's your answer, but if you had to pick one character who was your favorite to see the live-action version who was from Rebels, who would it be? Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> I feel like I could go so many ways with this because I loved all of them so much, but your first question was, um, how do I feel yeah. about the Rebels characters um, being in Star Wars? Holy crap. I, it was so amazing seeing them. And I was so excited about this because they were like, it's, it's like a Rebels continuation. And I was like, yes, it has to be. Um, I, I thought all of them were fantastic. And the one that killed me a little bit inside the most was Hera. I'm not a fan of the way they went with Hera. It's not because I don't like, um, I forget her name. Can you guys remind me what her name is? Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, that's her name, yeah. right? That's her name. I, it's not because I'm not a fan of her. I think they, I think the makeup was poor. You know how you, you know how Rosario Dawson's makeup is flawless for Ahsoka. It's not yeah. for Hera. It's, it's not. I don't. She looks a little bit scary. I don't like the way that they, they did her. I think it was um, her eyes. Her eyes kind of scared her, me. A yes, little bit. and then as we moved, <laughs> like, yeah, and then as we moved in, I was like, I guess I can get over the eyes, but you know. They could have not done that. It's not like they gave Ezra blue hair, you know? It's whatever. Um, <laughs> I just feel I love Hera. Hera is one of my favorite characters in Rebels. And that, that was I was just a little bit not happy with Hera. But I, I liked all her moments on screen. So um, uh, it was such a cool experience because I never really thought that they would continue Rebels into live action. I thought maybe they'd do the same thing with they did with the Clone Wars and give it a reboot last season to finish up their story but I didn't think that they would bring him into live action. So I was so happy about that. So happy. It felt like I was in cloud nine the whole show. But my favorites to see on screen, honestly, I had never really thought about that. Uh, my first answer would be to see Hayden Christensen play Clone Wars Anakin. It was the coolest thing for me because I love Matt Lanter. He did so much for Anakin Skywalker's character in the Clone Wars as a voice actor. And to see Hayden so easily transfer that 
over into live action was so cool, so cool. He did fantastic. And it felt like we were watching live action, you know, Anakin from the Clone Wars. There was no disconnect in that at all. Hayden Christensen was fantastic as that. And Ariana Greenblatt was amazing, amazing as young Ahsoka. I loved her as young Ahsoka. But I think it really is from Rebels. I think it's Iman as Fondi as as Ezra. He he was something else. I I couldn't believe how great. Every time he spoke, I was like, Ezra would say that. That's so great. It was oh my gosh, it was perfect. And the way that seeing him on social media, you guys are talking about how great it is the content they're putting out for that show now with the actors and everything. Seeing how big of a fan he is and how much he loved playing Ezra is so refreshing. It's so great. I, I love seeing him and um, the actress that plays Sabine be so excited about Star Wars. Oh my goodness, it's fantastic. But where was Zeb? Where was Zeb the whole time? Where was he? He looked fantastic in The Mandalorian season three and, and then he wasn't in it. And I was a little disappointed because I was so ready to see him, but yeah. Well, uh, that, was a, that was a very uh, very good defense of Ahsoka as well. I, I love that show personally, but. Um, I, I wanted, before we move on to some of the follow-up questions we have for each of you, I also wanted to uh, give Ezra and Kerwin and Keith the opportunity uh, to comment or ask any questions on your list b before we move on to those follow-up questions. So uh, if, any, if any of the three of you had any thoughts that you'd like to share with Lainey or, or anything you'd like to pose as a question, feel, feel more than welcome to do so. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> remember... Um, Episode six, season three of Scooby Doo. I mean, uh, The Mandalorian, where <laughs> Scooby Doo, where Lizzo and Bowser. I mean, Jack Black appeared <laughs> in The Mandalorian, and the Scooby Doo villain that Christopher Lloyd played. Like, <laughs> I want to give him credit if it wasn't for you, Mandalorians. <laughs> I'm so sad, Keith, that you reminded me of that. I'm so sad you reminded me of that. I wiped that episode from my memory. I was like, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing in The Mandalorian. Oh my gosh, Keith, thanks for that. <laughs> that episode exists. Oh, can I, can I say how, how, how happy... That game she was playing? Yeah, right. Yes. Can I say how happy I am that Keith, Keith gave a Scooby-Doo reference? <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> We love Scooby Doo here. I love Scooby Doo. <laughs> love Scooby Doo. Also, I'll let you know, Late, Keith. Late, you... Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say. Also, Keith, I'll Keep let you know that uh, you made Gibbo laugh pretty hard behind the scenes as well. He's <laughs> yeah. he's talking in our little group chat right now, and all it says is ha 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 ha. <laughs> uh, Kerwin, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you gonna say? No, no, that's that's fine, Lady. Although our our uh, ranking are completely different. I am 100% in a lot of the things you said. First of all, uh, from the desert comes a stranger. I agree with you 100% that that episode to me was the best of Star Wars since Return of the Jedi. I thought that Ooh, was an wow. excellent episode. Showdown between the Marshal and mm -hmm. uh, Cobb Vanth and, and, and Cad Bane was amazing. It was tension filled. Um, but you're right. It is a ding against Boba Fett because he was not in the episode. I know, right? right. So that's 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 well, a shame. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Like the the other sheriff was like, "The martial life for sale." And Cabe says, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, just, I love that. <laughs> yeah, seeing Luke Skywalker training Grogu. Mm -hmm. um, you know the 
uh, the Tatooine scene with uh, Garza whipped and all of a sudden, you know, her yes. establishment blows up. Like all mm-hmm. of that was in that one episode. I couldn't believe it. It, it was just, it was, it was fantastic. And the other thing you said uh, was about, I believe it was about Ahsoka. I, I, I do agree with uh, the Rebels. I am a big fan of, of Rebels. I, I love, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that would probably be my favorite Star Wars series. Point blank, you know, live That's action anime. Yeah, I love it. I, I love Rebels. It was great to see them come back as well. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of what you said, very, very good. I, I, I'm totally in agreement with you. I'm so glad. Oh, nothing, I'm so glad. I have nothing against what you said. <laughs> but yeah, lady, I would just say that um, you had some, you, every, every decision you made here, you had reasons backing it up versus I just love Obi-Wan. And so I just <laughs> threw him at the top. I mean, That's I felt like, yeah. but, but I hear how much you love Hayden and how much you love Anakin, right? You, you know, and, and you keep bringing that up. And he, I think that's the thing too, is that, for for me, that high in, in Obi Wan, as I was, I was saying, it was just it was so high. I was like, well, "This is wild that we're seeing these guys again on screen doing this." And I just was so I think so happy for them. And it was less about the story. I was sort of like, "Okay, this is two of my favorite characters, as well as like awesome actors, um, good guys out there, just just getting after it." So mm-hmm. it was just cool to kind of hear you say that about the Ahsoka series too, and bring him up, you know, playing like a Clone Wars version of. Of Anakin, because that was surreal. I did not know what we were going to see or how that was going to play out. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone was like speculating Mustafar. We were going to see some flashback with her going there with Obi-Wan or something crazy. And then to see this, the way it played out was sort of, it was, although as as Keith said, there's some, was she, was she drowning? Was she not? I don't know. (laughs) But I mean, like, definitely it was still just a high to see him there. And uh, so totally agree with you. And also, I don't think we... I don't think we agree exactly on why we have Andor low, but we both just do. And I feel <laughs> bad, Joey. I I don't know what to do, man. I will give you the jacket. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I'll give you my I'll give you my shipping address later. All right. Thank you. <laughs> you know what's also funny that uh, amongst all six of us, um, four of us have Andor at the number two spot. Uh, and then two of us both had Andor at the number four spot. So it's kind of like no That's no one funny. has it at number one, but no one has it at their number five. So it's kind mm-hmm. of just like. But everyone had the same number five. Everyone had the same there. number five. That's consistency. <laughs> so far, so yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I will say before we move on to some of our follow up questions, just a very personal anecdote from the from the Desert Comes a Stranger episode. Um, I was watching that with someone who doesn't watch a ton of Star Wars. And so when Cad Bane walked on the screen and I'm freaking out and they're trying to like <laughs> understand why it's cool that I'm like, like, who's this blue guy you're excited about? You know? <laughs> so, I mean, you guys said it, that episode is, is one of the best, uh, perhaps yeah. Kerwin with high praise for it said it's the best since return of the Jedi. So, yeah. um, I, I would, mm-hmm. I would be inclined to agree that that's perhaps the best single episode, maybe even of, of any Disney star Wars TV shows. I don't know. I put the last episode of Mando season two pretty high up there mm-hmm. as well. Just the excitement with uh, with Luke coming on screen. But um, wait, anyways. Luke was there? Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Lainey, thanks for sharing your list with us, and and uh, we we loved getting to hear hear from you, and and thank you to actually all of you for for sharing your lists. Uh, maybe we'll we'll make available somewhere, perhaps in like the the show notes, uh, if anyone is interested in. Checking out the documented version of each of our guests' lists, we'll have that available somewhere where you all can 
uh, check it out in in document form following the show. So, uh, and unfortunately, we have uh, reached the portion of our, our time together where uh, it is a school night. I know, and I know Keith, uh, you probably have school bright uh, bright and early tomorrow morning, and so um, Keith won't be joining us for the second half of tonight's podcast. But we want to do say thank you so much for for being here with us and for sharing your your takes with us on your list. And and I mean it. You should. You should uh, inquire with Disney about becoming sort of someone who looks over their scripts. You you noticed some of the the holes in those shows pretty well. So, uh, Keith, thank you, man, for for being with us. Is there anything you want to say before you head off? I'll forgive the bad bats yet for what they did to Tech. Oh. <laughs> That's it. I I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Keith, it was it a pleasure to have remarkably you. Dirty. What was that? Sorry, Keith. I did him so remarkably dirty. Mm. That was uh that was quite the episode. Joey and I actually watched that one together and that was yeah, it was tough. <laughs> well, uh Keith, we want to thank you for for being here, man, and uh, uh hope to have you on back on maybe sometime again and, and thanks for being a part of our, our very first Jedi Knights of the That's Round Table. Cool. And uh I again we'll be back. All right. Well, we'll look forward to having you back. And uh, if you're interested in checking out, we'll say this again at the end of today's episode, but if you're interested in checking out uh, any of our guests' information, whether it be socials or YouTube channels or otherwise, that information will also be available down in the show notes below. So uh, appreciate you, Keith. Thanks for coming on, man. Um, at Good, this... night. Good night, Keith. Keith. <laughs> <Back here>. um... <laughs> Erwin, he's great. The amount of knowledge he has about Star Wars stuff is like dumbfounding to me. I, he he may be one of the most knowledgeable people about Star Wars I've ever met. <laughs> he's, you know, he really locked on to Star Wars, you know, uh, again, with the little golden books. And I don't even know how he found the Clone Wars. I wasn't even watching the Clone Wars at the time, but he found it and he's gone through every single episode of the Clone Wars. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. The rest is history. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we love it. We love it. And again, I, I didn't. I wasn't just saying that. You guys are welcome back on any time. All of you are. So, um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Me too. Thank you so much. Me too. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, Joey. Joey, you too. <laughs> um, Neil, the well, audition. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think. I think. Uh, coming off of our rankings, Joey, you mentioned uh, was going to pose a question for each of each of you all, sort of as a follow up to the rankings. Right. Yeah. So great lists, everybody. I, what I love about Star Wars the most is seeing everyone's reasoning for because you know we all have done rankings. We've talked about it with our friends. We've talked about it, um, you know, on our channels. But hearing you know the what Star Wars means to us, you could really find out more about a person uh, and the experience that they've had with Star Wars just by like talking through these lists. So it's always really exciting and really fun to to hear your stories about uh about Star Wars here. So. But yeah, we did have a couple follow-up questions we wanted to pose to you. And uh, Ezra, I'm going to start with you. Um, and th this will go for all the, the three of you as well. So think about it as we're talking here. But, you know, obviously we have the five shows. We have a, a total of, I guess, seven seasons, including the three seasons of The Mandalorian. Although we know how Lainey feels about the last season of The Mandalorian. But... <laughs> um, so what, uh, if you had to choose, what was your favorite moment of all of the shows, Ezra? So you can, we'll start with yeah. you. Okay, so, so I, I, I thought about this. And there's one I could go to that would be, I think, really easy. But I think my absolute favorite was, um, was Grogu, 
like when Grogu shows up, it changed. I remember saying to my friends, just texting everybody like this changes Star Wars forever. Like I just felt like it changed everything forever. And it just put us on this new course. Like, who is this? Who is what baby Yoda? Like what is going on? Right. We haven't said baby Yoda in a while. And so just, it, it it just felt different. I never saw that coming. That was, I think it's, that's kind of an easy one, but it just, it changed everything. It's the reason we're having this entire episode is because from that, all these different, you know, TV shows um, start coming out. And that was just a, a wild way. Am I wrong in that? Like, wasn't that coming out right before rise of Skywalker? Is that right? When season mm-hmm. one? Episode, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just changed everything. It was, it was, the hype was unreal. So that'd be, yeah, probably my favorite moment. Grogu showing up. We, we love we love Grogu here. <laughs> yeah, I feel I wish I could have said that for um, uh, Keith before he left. I I, I feel because I feel like I let him down. And I, he, I, he, again, he looked at me and he said, "What? Who, who is this guy putting Mandalorian?" Uh, he's not. I didn't have it at one, and so but it's my favorite moment. So you know, I I I do realize and I recognize that it was it just changed Star Wars forever. So yeah, yeah. yeah. What for me? I mean that that was the first episode of any of the TV series, right? So to have that being like the, the end of the first episode, it, like you said, it really paved the way or at least showed us the direction that this is going to go, which is somewhere we've never been. And it was really, really exciting. Yeah, sure. So yeah, was, I feel like that was an easy one, though, guys. I feel like I took that from from other people, <laughs> Lainey, Kerwin, sorry. Uh, but yeah, and maybe not. There's 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 many more. Well, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe an Andor moment will pop up here next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they can they could choose the same one as, as, if they want as well. But we'll move on. Uh, Lainey, what was your favorite moment of all the, of the Star Wars TV shows? So I don't really, you know, I I really like that you went a whole different direction than what I was planning, Ezra. You knew kind of named just like a presence that was a favorite moment for you. Um, and I was thinking, you know, what was my favorite scene? Blah blah blah. And I was obviously gonna say um, the live action Clone Wars scenes from Ahsoka because Hayden Christensen is just fantastic to me. In my opinion, no one acts in Star Wars the way that Hayden Christensen does. Um, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor. Um, hand in hand. It's just that Hayden has such a a passion for Star Wars. And just every time he gets to come back and be so loved again, you know, the way that he, you know, he got such a bad, a bad experience with the prequels, you know, in the beginning, but he just deserves everything. And to be able to see him come back to this character, especially as the Clone Wars version of Anakin, I, I could sit and watch that all day long. I would love that more than anything if they were to make a live action Clone Wars, you know, little arcs that we've never seen before. If they did those in live action, I think that'd be super cool. But um, honestly, if I were to kind of take the route that Ezra did, I think that I would say just the Mandalorian as a character for them to bring in someone new that we have never seen before and make him so loved by so many people. And just, it did, like you said, it did so much for Star Wars. It, it, him and Baby Yoda, you know, together. So many people that were not Star Wars fans got brought in because of that show. And Mandalorian, I mean, he he is so, so cool. And I I love him a lot. So those two things are, you know, the best things that have come out of all these shows for me. I will say when we we when me and Ben had watched that episode with uh with the Clone Wars uh flashback, I think that was the one we did with Alex, right? Uh yeah. Ben. Yeah. I think it was yeah. the three of us, right? We our jaws hit the floor, so we were yes. all just like, "Oh, is this is what this is really happening?" Because I think Ben was the first one to notice because 
he noticed uh, Ahsoka was small. So uh, the mm-hmm. only time we've seen her small was during the Clone Wars, and you know we made that leap pretty quick. So to see that in in real time and in live action was definitely one of the uh, highlights of uh, highlights yes. of that season for sure. Yes. It was such a high, such a high for me. I mean, that reaction, if you guys ever get the chance to watch that reaction, I think that's the best <laughs> reaction I'll ever have is on, on my YouTube channel of that episode. I I was like so shocked the whole time. My reaction was priceless. It's a very cliche thing to say, <laughs> but the whole time we were going through it, I was like, it's Rex. And I was like, she's younger. <laughs> it's just like, it kept going. It, oh my gosh. It, I was on cloud nine the whole time. I'll rewatch that reaction just to relive my emotions through that episode. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Lainey. So, yeah, we'll uh, end it off with Kerwin. What was your favorite moment of all the shows in the Star Wars TV series? Well, I already talked about From the Desert Comes a Stranger, so I'll come up with something else. I mean, that was uh, nothing beat that. But the second most uh, important and most exciting moment of all of the Disney Plus series will have to be The Return of Luke in the season finale of The Mandalorian. Once again, The Mandalorian, which is why it's, it's our favorite. It's number one. Um, like I said, I'm a big ori- original trilogy fan. Um, I, I, I can't even describe that moment, you know, where you see the X-Wing landing and you know it can't be anybody else but Luke. But And the way they, they played it and you just saw the cloak and he had on the hood and you saw the green lightsaber come out and I'm just going, ah! You know, <laughs> I'm I'm just I I felt like a kid again. I was I was a teenager. You know, I was back yeah. watching Return of the Jedi. Um, so it, it, nothing beat that. But that it was perfect how that had to be the season finale of season two rather than season one because you had to earn that moment, right? So you had to go through knowing who Din Djarin is and. This bounty hunter, all of a sudden, he finds this this uh, little person, uh, Baby Yoda, and he's taking care of this child, and he's going through every episode trying to figure out, how do I raise this child? What do I do? He's not, he's not like me. I need to find his own kind. And he goes through that journey looking for his own kind, and he didn't find it in season one. Then he went to season two, and he thought he might have found it in Ahsoka, but Ahsoka said, no, I can't train him. You know, just... Put him on this rock and see, you know, have him call out to some other Jedi and, and see see what happens and what other Jedi is out there. I mean, there are others, but it, it couldn't be anybody bigger than 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 Luke Skywalker. So it they they build it up to that finale perfectly. And again, I, I will never forget that moment when I saw it for the first time. I had tears in my eyes. So that would be my my favorite moment. Very nice. Yeah, I'm also an original trilogy lover as well. So, and Return of the Jedi being my favorite movie of all the Star Wars movies. So, I definitely relate to you seeing Luke with the green lightsaber, um, you know, slicing away the way he does. It was just, it was just Chef's Kiss. I, <laughs> I could watch that episode day in and day out and still have the same exact feeling since the first time. So, yes, I, I fully, fully endorse that particular one. And I'm kind of, you know, like, we had to wait till the third one to actually get to it. I, that was my first right away, you know? So, um, but I think uh, I think Ezra was uh, uh, alluding to that when he said, there's an easy one <laughs> that, that, uh, yeah. that we could probably yeah. pick. And, yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, hands down, yeah, I would uh, definitely agree with you, Kerwin. 
that's one of those special moments in Star Wars that you just you remember where you were when you watched it. Um, you you remember like where you were the first time you saw Vader. You know these these special moments in uh, each of these films and each of these shows. And for for me, probably in the last gosh fifteen years, I would say the one that stands out to me the most is is the one that you just mentioned, Kerwin. So so yeah, I think after having heard all of your favorite moments from the shows. Um, this next question, you can sort of take it however you want to take it. Um, the way that I'll pose it is, what do you think the overall value that these shows add to the Star Wars universe? Um, and if you want to take this as which show adds the most value you can, or if you just want to take it more generally as like the era of Disney Star Wars shows, um, what do they bring to Star Wars moving forward? Um, you can sort of take the question either direction. But I think for this one, we'll we'll start with Lainey, and then we'll do Kerwin, and then Ezra. Okay, so I'm going to take this question as the chance to talk about the animated series a little bit. Um, what I like the most and how I kind of base this question, how I think about this question, is exactly how you put it. Like, is this story, does this story need to be told? Does it bring what we need to the main story? Does it change the way that we view these stories? And nothing does it better than the Clone Wars. Nothing saves the prequel story like the Clone Wars. Um, and nothing adds to Revenge of the Sith the way that the Clone Wars does, you know? And watching Revenge of the Sith without, without knowing the Clone Wars, because I watched Revenge of the Sith, and then I, you know, I'd watched everything through, and then my fiance got me to watch the Clone Wars. Best thing that ever could have happened as a Star Wars fan. Um, he got me to watch the Clone Wars, and that's what got me like it got me on star wars the way that i am now and it added so much to every character and to the prequels and to the original trilogy like it added to everything honestly um so as far as the live action shows i would say you know for kenobi is it a story that needs to be told no for me it is not a story that needs to be told it i don't think it added to the original trilogy at all it didn't add to my love for obi-wan and it didn't change the way that i see obi-wan in the original trilogy if that makes sense um it was just a cool story but i don't think that it really added anything to the star wars universe as a whole um except you know the the best part a little bit though i could backtrack a little bit was just that we got to see um how Obi-Wan, this my favorite part was seeing how Obi-Wan was able to, how, how he was dealing with the events of Order 66 and how he was dealing with, how he processed that. And I liked that in the beginning, he had cut himself off from the Force and I'm reading the Ahsoka book right now. And she reaches out into the Force in the beginning of that book. She says every time she reaches out, she feels nothing. And that makes so much sense because Obi-Wan had cut himself off. And um, and she would have probably sensed him if she was so familiar with him. But I like that we get to see how he deals with all of that and how Leia kind of brought him back to himself a little bit, which is fantastic. You know, maybe I'm kind of convincing myself otherwise. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Sorry, Ezra, I'm wrong. I'll just take that all back. I'm taking it all back. <laughs> um, I There are just little moments in all of these shows that do add to it. And that's why I like them all so much. But... Um, the Mandalorian, I mean, we're getting a whole Mandoverse. Look at what's happening, you know, with, with Star Wars. It's it's carrying Star Wars. It's giving us more shows. It's giving us spinoffs. It's giving, it's trying to add more to the sequels. I feel like that's what Dave Filoni and John Favreau are really doing is trying to make the sequels make sense <laughs> the way that the Clone Wars made, you know, added to the prequels. 
So I think The Mandalorian does great. Book of Boba Fett doesn't. I'm still going to pass right over that one. Um, I think that Ahsoka, oh my gosh, of course, of course. You know, it's taking a whole new route. It's adding, it's adding to the story. So I think it's a little bit harder when you're um, when you're putting stories like Obi-Wan in to add to things that we're already so comfortable with, like the original trilogy. It's harder for that to add value to the original trilogy because it is what it is. But, you know, I think it's easy to say that the Mandalorian and Ahsoka do absolutely add to the Star Wars universe. But for the most part of these live action series, I think the Mandalorian adds the most. Nice. And then Kerwin, I would, I would pose the same question um, just in terms of the overall value that the, that the Disney plus era of Star Wars brings to kind of what we, what we love about Star Wars, or if there's a favorite show that you think brought the most value, something uh, along those lines. Well, I would say overall, it does add value. We need to have more Star Wars stories. It's a big galaxy out there, right? And you could tell, and the time gap, you know, think of it, the time gap between, just between episode six, uh, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens is 35 years of untold stories. I mean, we're getting some now in the Mandalorian era, but there's so many more that you can tell. And it doesn't have to be with the characters that we're familiar with. I think what Star Wars need to do and probably will work better if they create brand new characters. So you have you have no reference to anything else. You just have the lore, the Star Wars lore. You can create a new Jedi. You can create um, you know, uh, new new hotshot pilots, new droids to tell a bigger story, right? And you're not tied by canon, you know, not necessarily. Um, but we need to expand the galaxy. And in order for Star Wars to continue 20, 30, 40 years from now, you have to tell more stories. You ha- it has to be a diverse set of stories, bringing writers from different backgrounds and different cultures and tell their type of Star Wars story, like they're doing with Star Wars Visions, as, as a matter of fact, if you think about that, um, from, you know, from different walks of life, from different, different countries. But continue to keep telling stories. Now, are there are all these stories going to hit it out of the park? No. Um, Star Wars fans are very difficult to please, and you know you may have a story that you know a certain handful like, and then a majority of them don't. But that's not to say you shouldn't stop telling these stories because the majority didn't like them. You had a handful that did, so you can't worry about whether you're going to please all the fans or you're going to please some of the fans. That's not what it's about. It's just telling great stories because Star Wars is going to be around. You know, we want it to be around long before we're gone. And again, in order to do that, you have to expand expand the galaxy, tell new stories, bring in new characters. I, I am so glad you mentioned Star Wars Visions, especially because I, I talked I probably talked too much to Joey about how much I love Star Wars Visions. Uh, but I definitely, definitely agree with what you're saying about, you know, uh, the more shows, the better. Bringing in these different voices from different cultures, different backgrounds. I think it, you know, like you said, 20, 30, 40 years from now, we, we want to have uh, just a growing sense of what Star Wars is, ever expanding. And so I, I appreciate uh, all those all those words you just said. Yeah, uh, and I'm so glad you dropped Star Wars Visions. I can't even tell you <laughs> I love that show so much. Um, and then Ezra, I'd like to ask you as well, what do you think the overall value of these shows adds to the Star Wars universe? And then if there's a favorite yeah. show that you think perhaps adds the most value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so first, uh, Kerwin, totally agree. Totally agree with everything you said. And I think the shows, that there's, there's, su- there's such gap 
there you can go beyond where we are in episode nine. You can go back like we're doing with the Acolyte. And there's plenty of room. It's a huge gal. It's a galaxy, right? And we've actually gone in Ahsoka to another galaxy. So there's so many stories that you can tell. And it's super important, I think, to bring in all those different storytellers. And I'm, I'm excited for them to keep, keep doing that. Now, Tulaney, I want to say, uh, agreed. Uh, Obi-Wan maybe was not necessary <laughs> to tell, okay? Uh, but, but um, it's it, so, because it doesn't add, it. we were very comfortable with those things, right? We, we kind of knew the story. Matter of fact, I think why it that show is ranked a little bit lower for some people is kind of like, there's some things that are, a little off, a little hard to kind of believe. And I know they try to, it's, you got to really thread the needle there because there's so much lore on either side of that show, you know, the before it or after it. So it's like really not a, not a gap as Kerwin was talking about that we really have room to, to fill. So I, I think again, it was, it's, I mean, I, I loved it. All right. And I'm, I'm glad they did it. And I know Lainey loved it because Hayden was in there. So, right. I mean, like, like, like we all love it. Uh, and that, I feel like that's the thing, too, is that there's there's room for just, OK, go. And it's so big that do get, give us that show. By God, I wish they would have just given us um, like Boba Fett has been done wrong. Right. I wish they would go back and do, I mean, more or a movie or something. I wish it like not doubt. Do, do we do we need it? Is it going to add value? I don't know, because I don't know that, that it really did. The book of Boba Fett, um, although it's kind of feels like it's part of the Mandoverse. So it's really the Mandoverse. And the Mandalorian has opened up all of this. And Grogu, Grogu, by the way, the, the way that, I mean, we could flash forward 400 years now and Grogu is still around and can tell us about Master Skywalker and can tell us about all these different things. So that's why I was like, that is game changing. Like we get to see like almost the early days of Yoda. Like we and actually we still could go back and do that. That's the, the beauty of, of Star Wars. So I think the Mandalorian really opened up the most value it added the most value right to to the star wars universe and i think ahsoka is a continuation of that so you kind of go backwards and you think and ironically book of boba fett's a part of all that so so it's also adding value to, to i mean probably adding i don't know maybe we can say this like does book of boba fett add more value than obi-wan maybe maybe it does i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he says anyway. grudgingly <laughs> right maybe it does i yeah but I, I, yeah, so I do, I do agree with both of your, your points. And I, I think it would be just that the Mandoverse is so intriguing. And I'm so happy that, that Keith was on here just going, going wild about it. I wish he would have had a chance to also talk about like, like the Luke Skywalker moment is crazy. And I, I still can't get over it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to more of those moments. And I want to see, I want to see what they're going to do. And I think the route of Ezra Bridger, Ahsoka, Sabine, I think that's the route to kind of take this and you can do so much stuff with that and bringing Thrawn back in. It's, it's, it's such a good way to fill a gap. Like the gap that really doesn't need filled. I feel like is, is three and four and that's between three and four. And I, I, I think that's why I have Andor uh, a little bit lower and there wasn't a character that I really bought into there as much. So yeah, but there we go. I think, I think with your recent announcement of sort of the direction they're going film wise, we're, we're seeing just how vast this Star Wars universe is going to be. Like, we're getting films basically, in addition to the Dave Filoni movie, which is going to tie together all the shows that we've been watching, we're getting sort of like bookended films with the Dawn of the Jedi, where we learn about the origin of all of this. And then we're also getting the new Ray Ray film, maybe Ray trilogy, uh, about, you know, stuff that's far in the distant future, which we've never gone to either. And so 
it's just a, it's a fun time to be a Star Wars fan, as Joey and I like to always say. So, um, yeah, we appreciate uh, getting each of your thoughts on that as well. And then I think before we uh, sign off for the night, unless anyone else had something else to say in terms of the value, um, I think Joey has our last question of the night. Yeah, this is a fun one here. So a little thought uh, thought game here. If you could tell, uh, what story would you like to be told in a future TV show uh, in Star Wars? So we're gonna we'll start with Kerwin first. <laughs> I have been <laughs> thinking for the last couple of years that it's time to tell. It's time to bring Doctor Afra. To, to live action. Joey loves um, you for saying I, that I, right now so yes. much. Joey loves yes. Dr. Yeah. Afra. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I had, I, I know the timeline is way off, but for some reason I just had this inkling that she was going to show up in the Obi-Wan series, mm -hmm. as a matter of right. fact. And again, I know it's not canon, but the timeline is off because they, Vader and, and Afra met between four and five episodes four and five um but this is taking place between three and four somehow bring in dr afra introduce her to to all the star wars fans who've never even heard of her or haven't read her comic books have her work close together with darth vader to try to find luke skywalker you know if he did have a son out there well who is he let's go find him I thought it had been the perfect opportunity to bring her in but it didn't happen but i i think it's time now um yeah, you know, now that we, Indiana Jones is, you know, pretty much coming to an end. So we need a new archaeologist. Come on, you know, <laughs> this is the perfect time to bring her in. So, yeah, that's it. That's what I'm sticking to that. Dr. Afro, it's time. All right. When Keith, when Keith gets his job at Lucasfilms, you're going to be writing the next, uh, the next series. <laughs> you're going to pitch, you're going to pitch that to Dave. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you, Kerwin. <laughs> I couldn't be more happy with that as a response. But anyway, uh, let's move on to Ezra. What do you? What story would you like to be told in a future Star Wars TV show? Yeah, I just want to qu quickly mention that that almost sounds what Kerwin was was saying, like Shadows of the Empire kind of stuff, like that era, you know, just just bouncing around between there. So that I'm highly intrigued and would would uh, gladly watch that. Uh, I, I was kind of thinking just two things, and I'll mention them quickly, like either go all the way back and give us the old Republic TV show and just really go nuts and and go back to some of the sort of iconic, you know, I'm thinking Knights of the Old Republic, just to show that I know a lot of, I, I, I kind of, or sorry, a video game that I ended up uh, playing back in college. And I think it'd be kind of cool to, to do that. I think, I think fans would really enjoy an Old Republic series and you could do it through a, a TV show and it would just be, again, expanding the, you know, the, the galaxy, the, the, the universe, the lore. And they're doing that with Acolyte a little bit, which is great. Uh, but you can go even further back, and I think that would be really neat. And then the other thing, really quickly, just like something with Jason Sindula, something with Jason and Ezra, Ezra training him or something, I don't know, just anything with more Jedi, training other Jedi, and I'm in. So, yeah. Can I comment on something real quick? Uh, you mentioned Knights of the Old Republic. Are you familiar with the rumors that there's supposedly <laughs> a remake of Knights of the Old Republic coming out? Yeah, like I, I heard about that and it's that I, I, I heard about it and then I haven't heard anything since. So I'm like, I'm hoping that they that they do that. I know it's really popular um, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed both games and I, I really would love to see them do that. I just think there's a lot of 
there's a lot of fans who would love to see it. You could make brand new characters too. You know, you could really intermix some of the characters that we had in that game, bring them to life and then make brand new characters, you know, and, and just tell a whole story and go back to almost to like the, the prequel era where like the Jedi and the Sith were just at, at war with them. You know, there's just tons of them and uh, tons of lightsabers, all the force powers go crazy. Come on, you know? <laughs> That's right. It- yeah, I just thought it worth mentioning because that that's also one of my one of my childhood games. Actually, it's back there behind me on the floor. So, um, <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Ezra. Yeah, so we'll uh, let the uh, let Lainey be the last one to answer this question for the night. What story would you like to be told in a future TV, uh, Star Wars TV show? Well. Ezra, I'm so glad that you said that you wanted to see Ezra and um, what's his name, Jason Sindula together as a as a um, master and Padawan dynamic. That'd be fantastic. I mean, Ezra training Kanan's son. There's nothing better for a Rebels fan than seeing something like that. <laughs> so, but I love the clones so much, so much. And like I told you guys, Rex is one of my favorite characters. You guys, why is Rex always the side character? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Why is Rex always the side character? He's doing, I mean, in The Bad Batch, we're seeing he has this whole story going on that we don't get to see. He's doing things. I mean, I know that we see him kind of in the important parts of his story and everything, but I mean, I wanted to know more. Like, what did Ahsoka and Rex do after Order 66, after they escaped together? And we got a little bit of that in uh, Tales of the Jedi, which, oh my gosh, Tales of the Jedi is doing it for us, you guys. It's doing yes. it. I mean, more Dooku, more Qui-Gon. Like, those are the things that I would have said to you guys. The Tales of the Jedi wouldn't happen. Um, but, I mean, you know, how did they part ways? Why did they part ways? Was it sad for them? And I think I'm going to see some of that in the Ahsoka book, which obviously isn't canon. But, I mean, I think Rex, there's just so much that goes on with Rex that we don't get to see. And I I think that it could add a lot to, to Rebels, to the Bad Batch. I think it would do a lot for us. I mean, when Rex finds out, we kind of skip over this in Rebels, but when does Rex find out that Anakin is Darth Vader? You know, that, I mean, Rex and Anakin were close. So close. Anakin had an attachment to Rex. I There are just a lot of things. I, I wish Rex had gets his own show, maybe even a, just a little bit. I would love that so much. I love Rex, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I Go love ahead, that. The, the, the fact that, uh, well, we knew that you loved Rex, so that, that makes a ton of sense. But also, <laughs> there is, I mean, he was, the, he was the clone. He was the dude, right? Yes. So it seems like that would be only fair that he we were... We would follow him around, especially I, I actually even forgot about the Bad Batch, how how he was just completely leading his own battalion or whatever. And um, yeah, there's a story there. There's there's more stories for for Rex and even past that as well. I mean, we see how long, you know, he, how long he's around as well, because isn't he in Return of the Jedi? Have we is, was that a <laughs> I forget. Wasn't that wasn't that the whole thing that he actually it's made like it an all unconfirmed the way to Return of the confirmation. Jedi? Yeah, right, that, yeah, that guy that looks exactly like him in Rebels. Yeah, it's like an unconfirmed little thing. But like, what a cool thing to add to, for them to just be like, yes, that can be Rex. <laughs> I think right, that's so yeah. cool. I mean, you know, for him to be there to, for the Republic and then to save the the galaxy from the empire oh my gosh you guys so cool (laughs) i just (laughs) i love him so much and i just feel like he he could have gotten a lot more and i love the bad batch love that show but i'm just like man why is rex a side character in the side character series (laughs) like what are we doing right rex is one of those really timeless characters too yeah 
Oh, also, I was going to mention, if you're still reading the Ahsoka book, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're a big audiobook person, but Ashley that's what I'm reading. Yes, yes, that's what I'm doing. She, yeah, she does the narration yeah. for the Ahsoka audiobook. So good. Mm -hmm. So good yeah. for it, yeah. So it's good. Fantastic, yeah. Yes. Um. Well, we, we really want to thank you guys for being with us. Uh, again, this is Joey and I's sort of first shot at doing a uh, Jedi Knights of the Round Table sort of deal here and, and having... Uh, you know, other members of the Star Wars community on with us and, and getting a chance to just, you know, sit down and talk about something we all love and cherish and just enjoy so much. And so first and foremost, we want to we want to thank you for for being here with us and the time you spent. And uh, we want to give each of you an opportunity to sort of just say uh, whatever you'd like to say about Star Wars or, you know, any of your socials, if you'd like to plug anything. So, um, Kerwin, we'll, we'll start with you. Yeah, sure. Thank you once again. This was wonderful. This was a pleasure um, uh, being a part of this. And I just thank you for allowing us to, to participate. You can find us, Father Sun Galaxy, on X, Instagram, and Facebook at Father Sun Galaxy. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, you know, we're dropping, well, we do up to two live streams a week. Uh, we're also adding on additional new content from time to time. Uh, we're also, we also have a website called fathersongalaxy.com and our email address is keyard at fathersongalaxy.com. So you should be able to find us and you can DM us and just say hello. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Kerwin, for, for being with us and, and for, and to Keith too, who wasn't able to be with us for the, for the end of it. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here. Um, Ezra, how about you? Where can the folks find you? And uh, thank you for yeah. being on as well. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you guys. I want to say too, this is really cool that you, you know, uh, brought us together. Because I mean, now I've got two other, you know, content creators to get to go check out and again get to know. It's, it's this has really been a lot of fun. So uh, you can follow me over at Star Wars Hangout uh, is the is the podcast, and then I also post that on my Star Wars Hangout YouTube. But I'm kind of in this transitional phase where it's also the extended edition. Uh, so either one of those will, will find, it'll lead you to my, my stuff there. So, and I also want to throw out, uh, I know we're on a Star Wars podcast, but my wife and I run a Harry Potter podcast. Uh, it's called Show Cottage Radio. If anybody's into that, uh, we'd love to have you over there too and, and, and check it out. And thanks again. This has just been, been awesome. I love, I love talking Star Wars. I could talk it all night long. Seriously. Love it. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, I will mention uh the the episode i think you guys did an episode about a fantastic beasts rewatch is that right yeah yeah i think that yeah. was the one i because i have listened to one of them and and uh i did enjoy uh listening along so cool uh, thank you yeah cool. we'll, we'll, ma we'll make sure to check uh to link the harry potter podcast as well down in the show notes and actually i should mention uh all of their socials i don't know if i said that at any other point in the podcast but um all of our guest socials will be in the show notes and so um, Lainey, how about you? Was is there anything you like to say to sign us off for the night? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. This was so, so much fun. So fantastic. I'm so thankful that you guys had me on this. Oh my gosh. I haven't gotten to just like gush about Star Wars in so long. So I love doing this with you guys. Kerwin and Keith. Oh my gosh. What what an amazing dynamic you have with Keith Kerwin. Oh my goodness. It's something that I can only hope of having with my children one day. So it's so refreshing. It's such an amazing, amazing idea. I'm absolutely going to be following you guys from now on. And Ezra, you have so many theories. I would just love to talk theories with you like all day long. If you guys ever, ever need somebody to come on either of your channels, I'm always down to collaborate. Um, this was so fantastic and I love hanging out with you guys, but I am in a bit of a transitional period right now in my life, but I am going to be revamping my YouTube channel with a whole new setup and everything. 
Um, I'm planning on doing live streams. I'm planning on opening up a Twitch account and being able to game with you guys and things like that. So you can find me at Laney Byers on um, YouTube and TikTok. And you can find me at It's Laney B on Instagram. And I will be revamping my content, you guys. I, I really, really am excited for this next year. I think it's going to be so much fun. Wonderful. And we also do uh, want to mention a, a big congratulations to you as well with that, uh, with that big transitional period coming Thank up you. in your life that you mentioned. So Thank um, you so much. Yeah, absolutely. The best to you. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, something also I noted and, and going off of what you mentioned, Lainey, um, with a podcast, uh, and, and you all may know this because of the show notes we sent you, there's normally this structure that Joey and I try to follow to like get through the segments one by one. Uh, and I find myself whenever I talk with other Star Wars fans and especially other Star Wars creators, like actively trying to not have like lengthy, genuine conversations because yes. we all love this so much, you know, yes. like we could sit here for probably like five hours and talk about Star Wars because that's, you know, that's a big part of who each of us are. And so, um, but we do want to be, of course, respectful of, of each of your times. And so um, once again, Joey and I just want to say uh, thank you for being with us. You all are amazing. Uh, and, and we appreciate you being here. For those listening and watching on, on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, wherever you may be listening, um, again, each of their socials, their stuff will be down in the show notes. And we highly encourage you to check out their content, follow them. And uh, yeah, they're doing amazing things. Awesome Star Wars creators. Joey, you got anything? Yeah, and I mean, that, that's the, you know, I was going to lead into like the Star Wars community. This is This is what it is right here. You know, we have... You know, we we talk about lists. We talk about our favorite characters. We talk about storylines that are really important to us. I mean, that is what Star Wars has done. I mean, we didn't know any of you uh, before Star Wars, but because of Star Wars, we we now know a little piece of you that is uh that is great. I I'm a person that just loves stories. I love hearing people's experiences, and to have the past hour, hour and a half, however long it was with you guys, has been such a joy, and I really do appreciate all your time. Absolutely. You guys are the best. We appreciate you so much for being here. Uh, we're going to say a, a quick farewell to you, and then we'll probably catch up with you shortly after the uh, end of the podcast. But uh, you all are wonderful. Thank you for being here, and much love to you. Hope to talk Thank with you, you again very soon. On Thank next... you, Ben. Thank you, Joe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Um, on next week's episode of the Hot Hangout podcast, Joey and I are going to be doing a reaction to the Star Wars uh, Holiday Lego special. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, episode 61 coming next week. We're going to be focusing on some Star Wars Legos. And so definitely uh, check it out. We encourage you to watch that one. Actually, uh, neither of us have even seen this movie. So that's that's part of the reason why we're we're wanting to watch it and react to it for the first time together. So uh, stay tuned next week. That's what we'll be doing. Be on the lookout for it. As a reminder, if you are not subscribed to the Hoth Hangout podcast on YouTube, definitely check us out there for the latest Star Wars reactions and our weekly video version of the Hoth Hangout podcast. Additionally, you can email us hothangout at gmail.com with any of your Star Wars questions or otherwise, uh, and we'd love to showcase them here on the podcast and respond to them with each of you. And next... Uh, if you're not already listening to the audio version of the podcast, check us out on Apple and Spotify. Leave a five-star review. We would appreciate that so very much. Additionally, you can find us on the socials anywhere. Uh, we are there, whether it be Instagram, TikTok, or X at Hoth Hangout. X. <laughs> X at Hoth Hangout on each of those. 
Thank you so much to Gibbo as well, producer Gibbo, for producing today's episode of the Hoth Hangout podcast. For those that don't know, Gibbo does every single uh, episode, the production side, and and occasionally Joey too, but uh, Gibbo is the mastermind, especially behind today's episode. There was so much that went into this behind the scenes, so um, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to Gibbo for for all the hard work uh, that has gone into today's episode. We, we really appreciate you, man. So um, much, much love to Gibbo. Can we get some much love for Gibbo down in the comments of the video version of the podcast as well? All right, I got you, I got you. There it is. <laughs> Fun fact, Keith introduced us to the soundboard on Discord, so we might have to be using that more very soon. So, uh, Joey, you got anything, man, before we sign off? This was so much fun. Like I said before, this was a long time coming. We've been waiting for this, and uh, it honestly went just as good as I hoped it would. Thank you again to all of our guests, Lainey, Ezra, Kerwin, and Keith, and Ben and Gibbo again. It's always been uh, it's a pleasure once again to work on this podcast with you every single week. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for, uh, you know what, episode 66 coming pretty soon, so we got to figure Ooh. out something with uh, that, so... But yeah, I'm uh, I'm very happy. And again, thank you all for uh, for such a wonderful night in the podcast. Nice. Teasing episode 66. I like it. Yeah, we'll have to figure out something fun for that one. Maybe a, a palpy episode or something like that. <laughs> uh, Joey, I appreciate you, man. Gibbo, we both appreciate you so very much. As Joey said, thank you to each of our guests this evening, Kerwin and Keith, Ezra and Lainey, for being here with us. All their information will be available down in the show notes below. Definitely encourage you to check them out. Shout out to George Lucas. Shout out to Dave Filoni. And uh, we appreciate y'all for listening so very much. You can catch us every Thursday morning, the Hoth Hangout podcast, including next week when we will be discussing the Star Wars Holiday Lego special. Uh, Appreciate y'all so very much. And we'll catch you in next week's episode. And may the force be with you.